Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Can I just say, wow, this David series, right? How many of you guys have been challenged in this, this David series? Me too, and Pastor Rich, kudos to you. You have absolutely crushed it and brought it every single week. So thank you for leading us so well. And let's just do a quick little recap. We have learned that we do have a purpose and God has a plan for our life and there is something worth fighting for. And last week we learned how to fight the giants in our life. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about giants we all have in our life. So David fought Goliath. And he killed him, right? Yes. Then he did that great feat. And then he was taken back to the palace to serve Saul before he became king. Now, let's look at David's life up to this point. He had become very honored in Israel. And he was made captain over many armies, not just one, not just two, but many. David was winning battle after battle. So at the age of 30, they made David the king, and he reigned for 40 years. David had captured Jerusalem, and he had brought back the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem that had been lost. David achieved great success. Israel's borders were, had never been larger. Their armies had never been stronger. And they were experiencing tremendous wealth. David seemed to be the man. And that kind of success can go to your head and you can become prideful. Pride is a giant that if we don't deal with it, it's going to deal with us. It is a giant that will defeat us. But David, although he had success, had many personal giants that he still needed to defeat, as we'll see in today's text today. This week, I want to preach a message titled, what do you do when you think you blew it? How many of you guys have ever been following the Lord and said, you know what? I blew it. I blew it. I messed up and now God can't use me anymore. Justin Bieber posted on Instagram a while ago his own taste of success as a teen. It messed him up. He had it all. He had the money, the clothes, the cars, the girls, the success, and the accolades. But at age 20, it had gone to his head, and he began to start making bad decisions. He went from the most loved to the most ridiculed. It led him down a spiral of sin, heavy drugs, bad relationships, and abuse. 
And I don't know about you, but even as a pastor, I find myself getting so busy doing for God that I'm not spending enough time with God. You know what I mean? Busy, busy, busy that we let our guard down. When we don't deal with our emotions or hurt, we let our guard down. Typically, when something is brewing in our hearts, we end up making dumb decisions. Oh, just a couple of us? Okay. Uh, Maybe we even catch ourselves in sin. But because of David's success, he seemed to have gone on autopilot, and he let his guard down. Can you pray with me? Father, we come to you today. And God, we are asking that your word be a mirror to our own hearts and our own lives today. Would you challenge us? Would you convict us? Would you help us to be better and restore us today? In your son's name, Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So let's open the Bible to 2 Samuel 11. We're going to begin in verse 1, and it says, In the spring of the year when kings, everybody said kings, normally go out to war, David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. While all of David's men were out fighting, David's home, laying on the couch, chilling, taking naps, when kings are normally fighting with their army. He had let his guard down. We don't know if it was success that kept him home. We don't know if it was just he was worn out or burned out. But whatever the reason, he let his guard down. David was shrugging his kingly responsibilities. He knew what to do. Come on, somebody. But he wasn't doing it. And how many times do we know what to do, but then we just don't do it? We do that in our personal lives and our personal convictions. We might do that at work and with our responsibilities there. And we even, gang, do it with our roles and responsibilities in the kingdom of God and in the way that we serve at church. One of my favorite quotes that God gave my heart a few years ago is when the enemy isolates He dominates. And when we let our guard down, I will promise you the devil's like, yes, I got him. Their guard's down. I got him. There's nothing that's going to pull him back. I got them. It's why it's so important to be in a crew and on a serve team, because it gives you community and you aren't isolated. Let's look at verse 2. It says, late one afternoon after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty 
taking a bath. It was just a glance. David had a personal issue of lust, but the Bible talks about how we as people should not do anything to cause our brother to stumble. It's why we ask our big church leaders not to post things on social media that we shouldn't be posting. It's caring for others. It's loving Louisville to life. But that glance turned into an image that was seared into his mind. And when we don't take those thoughts captive, like it says to do in Romans 12, 2, the enemy steps in and he eats our lunch. Our thoughts become chains on our mind and sometimes chains on our heart. And it typically leads to a downward spiral. Did you know, I've got to read this number because I was blown away and there's a lot of twos and eights in it. Did you know that 28,258 people are watching porn every second? Second. 28,258. And this isn't a message about pornography. However, I wonder how many of those people people slipped up on it. It was a pop-up. It was just a glance, but the enemy took it and he turned it. And to be quite frank, that's how the enemy hooks us all. In David's case, his glance became a chain on his mind until he acted on it. Let's look at verse three and four. He sent someone to find out who she was. So his glance Ooh, beautiful woman. His glance now turned to him, sending someone to find out who she was. And he was told, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife, everybody say wife, of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. And when she came to the palace, he slept with her. She had just completed the purification rites after having her menstrual period. Then she returned home. You see, his guard was so down that he had lost all grip on what was right and wrong. And like David, when we get to that place where we're ignoring conviction, where we forget what's right and what's wrong, when we are no longer sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is speaking and the conviction, he's got us. We become like Saul with a hardened heart. We start justifying our sin. We start thinking, well, you know, I'm just really going through a lot right now. God will understand. Or, you know, it's not my fault I'm feeling this way. They did that to me, so I can act how, you know, I'm going to feel what I need to feel. And we let our guard down and we begin to play the victim. Verse 5 says, later when Bathsheba discovered that she was pregnant, she sent David a message saying, I'm pregnant. And what started as just a glance has turned into a full-blown scandal with both of them being exposed. The devil will always put something in your path if he knows what you're looking for. 
He will use whatever we give him. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 5, for he, God, will bring our darkest secrets to life and he will reveal our private motives. You see, everything in dark, done in darkness will come to light. The devil doesn't have any new tricks either. He knows he can hook us with just a little lie. You know, that little white lie. No big deal, right? Just a little lie. Just a little mess up. Just a little success. Or just a little glance. We have to keep our guard up. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart because everything flows from it. I'm going to be paraphrasing verses 6 through 13. So David came up with a plan to make it look like Uriah had gotten his wife pregnant. He was like, yeah. I got this. I'm going to make him think that he did it. But it backfired on him because Uriah did the honorable thing and wouldn't go home and see his wife and family and sleep with her because his men were still out on the front lines fighting. So David had to come up with another deceptive plan. And he invited him over and he said, okay, well, I'm going to get him drunk. And then he will go home and sleep with his wife. Spiral. But Uriah still didn't go home. So David sent him back with his own death sentence. Can you say spiral? Verses 14 and 15 says, So the next morning David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. The letter instructed Joab, Station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest. Then pull back so that he will be killed. Just a glance turned into a downward spiral of sin. He may have sl slayed Goliath, but he did not slay the things in his life, like lust, adultery, lying, deception, and then murder. Then after he gave Bathsheba time to mourn, Uriah, he married her, and he gave her another son. And verse 27 says it all. Read it with me. But the Lord was displeased with what David had done. Culture today has watered down what the scripture says so much. Forgiveness and grace is not a free ticket to live however the hell we want. It's not a free ticket to sin. Yes, God loves us. Yes, he forgives us. But when we live and do whatever we think is right, the Lord is always going to be displeased with us. But here's the beauty. When we come to him and we say we're sorry, then he forgives us. And he makes us like nothing ever happened. But we will always have to pay a consequence for what we do, right? Like, like David and Bathsheba, they lost their son. 
So God sends David or Nathan the prophet to rebuke him with a word from God. And it looked, would you all think that David looked like he had really blown it? I mean, my gosh. Look at all he did. Do you think, raise your hand if you think, oh my gosh, David blew it. Or if you did that, you would think, I blew it. Yeah. But listen to what Nathan said. Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. You see, when we're rebuked or challenged, we uh, have a choice. We can get mad at the messenger or we can let the message change us. We can get offended and, or we can learn the lesson. We can get better or we can get bitter. We have a choice. Verse 14 says, nevertheless, because you have shown utter contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. There will always be a price that we have to pay for sin. David was called a man after God's own heart, not because he was perfect and he never made mistakes, but because when he messed up, when he thought he blew it, he didn't stay there. And I know I'm speaking to somebody today. You may have felt like you blew it, but you can be a man or woman after God's own heart if you will do these five things that we've learned from David's life. Number one, get convicted of your own skin. Sin, not skin. Get convicted of your own sin. Then, number two, ask for forgiveness from God and whomever you wronged. Then repent. Y'all, it is not enough to be forgiven and feel like we got a little slap on the wrist. We have to change our mind and we have to change our action from the thing we did. We cannot go back to the thing we've been forgiven of or we choose, I'm going to be sinning instead of I messed up in sin. Number four, find the root. What lie are we believing? What trauma have we not dealt with that has caused us to sin? You know, there's always, it always takes two people in situations. And I remember when I was in a, a cycle of husband after husband, and I always wanted to blame them till one day God said, you know what, there's something in your heart that you've not dealt with. And because you didn't deal with it, you're gonna keep going around that mountain. You know what I'm talking about? What happened with the Egyptians? They just kept going around the mountain, going around the mountain. So we have to find the root. And then number five, we heal the wound so we can break agreement with the devil. The worship team can come. The good news is God is a redeemer. 
He is in the healing and restoration business. He takes the, our mess-ups and our mistakes and our sin, and the Bible tells us that he casts it as far as the east is to the west. Do you all know how far that is? Me either. I have no idea, but think about it. The east goes forever and ever and ever, and the west goes forever and ever and ever. And that's where... Our sin is cast, and he doesn't even remember it. And Jesus died for us so that we could have grace for our mess-ups and mistakes. Listen, God allowed David and Bathsheba to get pregnant again, and they had their son Solomon. Restoration. Back to Justin Bieber. He had pastors that loved him, and even in his muck and his mire, they never gave up on him. They kept speaking life into him. They kept challenging him, and now we see him leading worship. We see him talking about the Lord, and God even restored his relationship with the now Haley Bieber, who he admitted to doing wrong. God restores like David, like Justin Bieber, like your pastors, and like all Christians, we can serve the Lord together now. We're getting restored. We um, all still have giants in our life, right? Come on. We have giants in our life, but my question is, what are you going to do with the giant in your life today? Would everyone close their eyes with the lights still on? That way I can see. My question to you today is, have you surrendered your life and your will and your heart to the Lord? You don't have to have it all together before you come to Jesus. Your job is to say yes, and it's God's job to clean you up. Too many times we wait until we've got it right to come to him. So today, if you've never given your life to Jesus, with every eye closed, I want you to slip up your hand because today could be your day of salvation. Would you slip up those hands if you've not given your life to the Lord? I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You can open your eyes and I'm going to ask everybody to stand and, and those people that raise their hands, I'm going to ask you to take that connect card and check I've committed my life to Jesus. And I want you to take it to the welcome bar after service. And we've got a bag that walks you through the next steps. We're committed to not saying, oh yeah, I gave my life to Jesus, but then not walk you through that process. You're never gonna have it all together. It's why we need him. Now, I'm gonna ask everybody to close your eyes one more time and I am going to ask them to dim the lights 
And I'm going to ask you to search your heart today. Maybe in today's message, you felt like you had blown it. That you blew it somewhere. I want you to take the connect card and I want you to write how you blew it on those lines at the bottom. And as we begin to worship, I'm gonna ask that you bring that card and that you lay it at the foot of the cross because Jesus went to this cross, the the cross, and he was hung high and he was stretched wide and he bled out and he took the stripes for our healing and he died so that we can live free and live in eternity. And I don't want you walking out of here with something that is keeping you stuck. So you're gonna write that on those lines and we're gonna come place it at the foot of the cross and that's where we're gonna leave it today, amen? So would you worship with us? Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.